welcome to the Too Late Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at News. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us so more folks can interact with our show. To offer more support, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash chiletodaypod for exclusive content, behind-the-scenes action, and bloopers. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic, have a story to share, or would like to ask a question, contact us directly through Instagram at chiletodaypodcast. I forgot how we started the show. Like, I was like, do we just start talking? And we just jump like, in. Yeah, and, and I was like, do we start talking? I don't remember how we started the show, and then you showed me the laptop. I was like, oh, yeah, we have lines. We have an intro. <laughs> we have an intro. It makes it easy for us. I don't know. It's Monday. It's it's Monday. I still have 0% of this memorized, of the intro. Yeah, me neither. I've just given up. Given up. I've just given up. Done wow. giving up. I've done, I've done giving up. Done give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I feel like life is going well, and it's speeding by. I can't really get ahead at work, um, always playing catch-up, but happy. and Catch-up's delicious on hot dogs. Oh, and french fries. Yes. Really, yeah. truly. Oh, um, but I'm happy. I, the, the sun's out. The election's over. The election's <laughs> over. The sun is shining politically. The sun is shining politically. The sun shines on Chile and the United States. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. Less orange dawn. Less orange. More. More. Blue? It's a gray? Grayish blue. Taupe colored? I don't know. I'm like trying to like compare the, the skin color of Donald Trump to the skin color of... It's more... I, let's talk about Kamala Harris. Moder- oh. Can we do that? Yeah, I think we I'm can. I'm super excited about a woman VP. Like, much more, like, I think people, at least me, like, during the election, like, I was losing sight of the fact that it's going to be super exciting that we have a woman VP. I'm so excited. I heard the news, and I just started happy crying, which is weird. It, it just came over me, and it felt good. Like, it felt like some sort of relief. From... Oh, girl, yes. I read a meme that was like, it feels like I just took my bra off, undid my ponytail, and took my sandals off. Something else that is, and undid my makeup or something all at the same time. And it was like, yes, so yeah, much relief. So I think no matter what your political views, we can be happy that, you know, there's progress in the states. And that the that, president can actually put two words together. That the president can put two words together, but that also we have a woman. Um you know, as vice president, that's huge. And a woman mm-hmm. of color. A woman and of color, an immig- like a second generation, I think, immigrant. Yeah, I think her parents. Yeah. Her, I think her parents immigrated. Right, yes. Her parents immigrated. One of her parents is from India, and then one of them is from, I don't remember, I'm horrible. That's okay. Yeah, that's one right. of her parents is from, I feel like an island, like the Caribbean or something. Yeah. Pinguino's nodding at me. Nodding. And now he's looking nod. perplexed and having doubts. And so hoping. if you know, email us. <laughs> Be like, you guys are, you guys need to know where your new vice president's from. So yeah, um, for this, is, it's been a crazy week. I 
looking over there, what do you see in my home? I see a puppers. It's a pupper. It's a cute puppers. Her name is Ellie. We love Ellie. She was she's a rescue greyhound. I've had her for about a week. She's about to go to a new home, but um I love helping greyhounds. They're such a mistreated animal, especially in this country. So I work with a foundation, Fundacion uh, Galgos Chilenos, something like that. You can look them up on Instagram. And they rescue greyhounds. You can adopt one or you can give temporary homes for a week, a month, anything. So it's been really rewarding. She's a sweetheart. She's so good. She's staring up at us lovingly. She's like, I know you're talking about me. We are, Ellie. Oh, she's such a cutie. She's cute. She's deaf. She has no teeth. Um, and she cannot hold, and she has renal problems, so can't hold her bladder very well. But she's cute, and she's fun, and I'm glad she's here with us. And she's so deserving of love. There's so many dogs out there, like, in Santiago alone, that are deserving of a loving family, or even foster family for a little bit. Yeah. Like, what you do. If you can dedicate, you know, a week of your time, a month of your time, whatever, the Fundacion's really, really flexible, like contact them they always need people to volunteer and they give you everything like look there's like eight kilos of food over there like they give you the food they give you a leash they give you everything that you'll need the vitamins that they need so if you're interested in that if you have a heart for that um like look at it's fundacion galgos chilenos or galgos chile it's the only thing that's going to come up when you put galgos chile into instagram or you can email us or oh send yeah us a i'll message send you a link in everything at if you, chile today podcast yeah chile today podcast at gmail.com or instagram at chile today podcast do it do it yeah so what you got for news for me? Wait, I'm starting news. I think you have news. I, I have news. We have so much for you today, guys. We have news. We have an interview. We have some Chilean, Chilean slang. We have Chilean colloquial dichos and sayings. Hey, we have news for you. I have news. I'm going to start the, <laughs> start the news. <laughs> um, so the first thing I have is uh, talking about the former interior minister, Victor Perez. He resigned um, as he was being accused by the House. So uh, Perez was constitutionally accused by the Chilean opposition, which was led by Christian Democrat representative Gabriel Asensio for the way in which the Chilean police force had operated in the last couple months. So um, the Minister of Interior is in charge of the police force in Chile, if you didn't know. So police forces were said to operate, for example, during social protests without respecting human rights. Part of the accusation was the way Perez handled the trucker strike in Chile that caused roadblocks throughout the country and disrupted the supply chain for supermarkets. Opposition members said Victor Perez did not intervene in the same way he did with the protesters that were, like, um, protesting, um, well, protesting um, other things. <laughs> like, you know, like in Plaza de la Dignidad yeah. and, like, you know, trying to get justice for different uh, people like Camilo and stuff. So they were saying, like, he was very biased for the truckers and against the other protesters. So... Opposition members also stressed that Perez refused to address the structural problems in the Chilean police force, which he, at a certain point, even saw as a responsibility of the defense ministry. During the session in the House, Alejandro Bernales from the Liberal Party said that, quote, in the last three months, there has been no unrestricted respect for human rights. There is no control of public order, nor has protection been given and security for the police themselves. Um... 
And then Ginny Alvarez said that, quote, the interior minister has violated the constitution and the laws because the police have repeatedly acted with unnecessarily and disproportionate violence. Despite the resignation, the Senate still voted, um, but Perez will stand accused as a citizen and not as a minister. If approved, Perez can't exercise any public position for five years. Last year, Andres Chadwick, who earlier had been replaced as interior minister, saw a constitutional accusation against him approved. Last month, a constitutional accusation against former health minister Jaime Manulich was not approved. So people not doing their job sufficiently according to the opposition. But out with the old, in with the new. In with the news. Um, on Wednesday, November 4th, President Sebastian Pineda announced Rodrigo Delgado as his new Minister of Interior. The skinny Rodrigo. Delgado. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Delgado is a member of the Independent Democratic Union Party, or UDI, and is currently serving his second term as mayor of Estación Central. This switch comes after um, Victor Perez, which Bethany was telling you about, resigned on November 3rd after his impeachment was approved by Chile's lower chamber of Congress. Bye. His replacement, um, so Delgado, resigned from his mayoral, mayoral, mayoral position Mm -hmm. on November 4th, and a replacement will be chosen by the Municipal Council from among its eight members. A moderate member of the UDI party, Delgado represents a softer choice for Minister of Interior over Perez while also strengthening Pinera's ties to the staunch right-wing Udi party. Udi. Udi. Udi booty. Udi booty. Udi booty. has got that Udi booty in, in office now. <laughs> okay, so, um, COVID. COVID? COVID. COVID. COVID the COVID. Co- I remember in one of our first episodes, I had never, like, heard the word COVID out loud. Mm-hmm. I just read it, and so I kept calling it COVID. Co- this is a callback <laughs> to those first few episodes, my friends. You Where can, we were real rusty. We Real rusty. Reco- we didn't have a microphone. We were recording on Alicia's cell phone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we yeah, were, weren't we? We did. We did that. So professional. We're so professional now. People still listen to us after that? Yeah, they do. Thanks, guys, for hanging in there. Thank you. Um, so, more schools are allowed, allowing the return of students as the coronavirus numbers improve. So, at the end of October, October 30th, the Undersecretary of Education, Jorge Poblete, along with Minister of Education's advisor, Barbara Marriquez, completed their initial evaluation of reopening plan for schools. They say that only 261 schools have returned to in, per- in purpose, well, nope, in person classes in Chile. And only 674 in the process of reopening. According to the data through October 29th, the Ministry of Education of the schools that have reopened, 133 are located in the metropolitan region, and the other 128 are distributed throughout the country. And of those that have requested reopening, 381 are in the metropolitan region, and the other 293 are elsewhere. Oh man, numbers. So, Poblete said that the highest number of requests to return to in-purpose classes has come from high school seniors, which is not surprising. <laughs> be like, come on, we made it this far, man. Like, yeah, like, it's just, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to have to, rot. I don't know, I'm, I just want to tell them just to calm down. Like, just take one for the team, bros, you know. Oh, and also, apparently, uh, Isla de Pascua Easter is- Easter Island. Easter Island, yeah. With the heads. Statue heads. The statue heads, yep. Yeah. Uh, they went back to school, and they're letting their seniors graduate. Um, so, 
yeah, seniors are upset. They want to risk the COVID so that they can do their senior thing. It's not that important, guys. Like, my senior year, it's so hyped. I don't know. Do you feel like that? It was just overhyped? No, you I loved it. I had a blast. Oh I my loved God. it. We had, like, ditch day. I ditched. Every day was ditch day for me. I was like... We had it too, but I guess I was just so nerdy in high school. I was like, get me out of here. I was in like art club and we had these great projects for art club. I loved it. I was in musical theater. So obviously, and a band and marching band. So obviously people were like, what is wrong with you? Wait, what did you play again? I think you told me before. (laughs) Fringe horn. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) It's so nerdy. I just wanted to play like a horn or a flute. Um, So... Continuing on. So, according to the Ministry of Education's reopening plan, the process to return to in-person classes should be voluntary, important, safe, and gradual. Here are steps schools must follow to open. One, the school must be located in a district in Phase 4 or, in exceptional cases, in Phase 3 with a request from the school. So, most of Santiago is in Phase 3, so I suppose that means that these schools have requested it. Number two, the school has to receive and incorporate the ministry's cleaning and health protocols. Number three, the ministry will deliver sanitary kits that include masks, alcohol gel, and thermometers. That is so awesome. My best friend in the United States is a teacher, and you know what they got? You know the only thing that they got? They got a face shield and one packet of Clorox. A packet. A packet. One packet of Clorox. That's all they got for the whole year. Public school, 150 kids she teaches. But I don't, I'm not surprised. I'm not like, shock off. No, and it's just so, it makes me so angry because she has kids, one, and her kids have to go to school because it's now required. It's not voluntary in the U.S., or at least not in Arkansas, where I'm from. And so she has to go. Her daughter right now is in quarantine because her best friend got COVID, and so now her daughter has to go into quarantine. But they're like, oh, you the teacher? Yeah, I have to go into quarantine. So my best friend, whose daughter is in quarantine, is still going to work because she has to. It's just so crazy. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, I don't envy the people that are making decisions. No. I, I don't know if I could, because you can't make everybody happy. Well, yeah, you but know? I feel like there are certain things that you could do that are less shitty. Like maybe hand out two packets of Clorox. Yeah, maybe two packets of Clorox, or at least a pack of Clorox a week. A or backup s- face shield. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. More, like, uh, buy them all face masks, do something for the students, pay for their health care. Like, come on. Do something. I mean, there have been, like, at least in Arkansas, there have been, like, seven teachers who've died i just feel like teachers always get shit on in the states yeah i mean i think they get shit on in chile too but at least the chilean government is like obviously the these steps i feel like are super reasonable yeah like it's a voluntary thing it, they they're giving them um i mean hey if you're working in a school and you're like that's not actually happening message us i want to know what's happening like if you're a teacher you have a kid that's a student message us on Instagram at Chile Today Podcast or email us. We want to know what's what's going on. Let um, us know, yeah. Yeah, Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com. So, anyway, continuing on. Um, sanitary kits. Number four, every school must define its operational and organizational measures and share them with the educational community. Five, the school must train teachers and staff in applicable sanitary measures. And six, the plan must be presented to the governing ministerial regional secretariat. All right. Hey. They've got a plan, Stan. I think, I'm, I mean, I, I think that's pretty good plan, Stan. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay with this. I'm All okay right. with this. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, if it doesn't go well, 
I feel like they're be I, I feel like the Chilean um government's gonna be like, okay, let's take a step back. Maybe I'm do maybe I'm way too hopeful about that. But um let's see what happens. So we have all had our experiences with the pandemic and some have varied from being like stuck in your home or losing your job or perhaps not being able to access the the medical attention that you need. Uh, the pandemic has affected everybody in some way, but there are certainly some groups that have been affected pretty substantially um, in a negative way. And the inhabitants of Romero Sur uh, camp, and that one is located in the Colina district in Santiago, they're suffering some of the worst living conditions, mm -hmm. including overcrowding in small shelters, food shortages, no sewage, no running water, mm. uncontrolled delinquency, and the Ill inability to access work. And uh, based on the most recent survey by Techo para Chile, it's an independent organization that seeks to help the poorest to build and rebuild their homes, as well as provide basic requirements they need. So according to their survey, nearly 220 families are living in the settlement, and 85% of those are foreigners, mostly from the Dominican oh. Republic. So this goes back to what we talked about before, how we had a bunch of foreign folks and, and immigrants coming over to Chile, and then when the pandemic hit, we talked about all of the camps that were outside the embassies right. and how these people were being basically ignored by the government. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of foreign folks, and we all know how hard it is to get a visa to work anyway, and now right. that there is a lack of employment opportunities. Um, the pandemic has hit Ribera-Sur especially hard. People's livelihoods have been dramatically changed since lockdown began. Inhabitants have suffered both, both economically and socially. For example, parents who are trying to maintain their children in a healthy environment face an impossible tasks, task. Right now, they're surrounded by drugs, alcohol, illegal parties that are going through all hours of the night. And with the um, quarantine, inhabitants are forced to live alongside day and night in cramped conditions. And like the sense of dignity and respect has really been lost because there's no sewage, there's no running water, you know? You're... Possibly surrounded by drugs and alcohol. So imagine even like having a family or trying to survive in, as an individual mm -hmm. in those conditions mm -hmm. and you're foreign. And we all know how racist people are mm -hmm. here, like yep. towards immigrants. Mm -hmm. So Sofia Ruiz Tago, Teco's coordinator in chief of the Ribera Sur camp, told Chile today that nearly 90% of the families are living in critical situations due to the pandemic. She explained that the main reason for these issues are the inability of people to access their usual jobs and the massive debt they have accumulated. Right. They owe a lot in comparison to what they receive, so they are completely focused on paying their debts that mainly come from electricity and water bills. So a lot of these families had these electricity and water bills stack up right. over months at a time. Right, and of course the Piñera administration refused to make that because of at the beginning of the, the, the quarantine and all the stuff that happening, like the opposition, the left was like, hey, look, we need to suspend payments mm -hmm. for these things. People should have electricity, they should have water because they can't pay for them now. And of course the Piñera administration was like, Pfft. Nah. Right. Or they they allowed people to kind of like backtrack them a bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, Pinguino just reminded me that apparently it was declared unconstitutional to allow. Oh, yeah, because everything's a private business and everything can be privatized right. according to the Constitution that we're getting rid of, man. For more information on how the Constitution uh, totally uh, is 
not cool, check out our last two episodes, uh, Constitutional Controversy and Constitutions and Cocktails. Yeah, about how the previous constitution was written for uh, to benefit only a small percentage of Chileans. Um, only companies, really. Anywho, um, based... Oh, yeah, so, but another thing, though, in Colina, the municipality, they didn't give sufficient aid to this camp mm-hmm. because they kind of want to ignore the issue and pretend like these people weren't there so that maybe they would just go away, which seems like, what? Like, go away in what way? Right. Um, they didn't disappear. They showed up with a couple of uh, boxes for the families mm-hmm. that were full of basic need things like food, and only one-fifth of, of the people received aid. So they only showed up for enough with enough for one-fifth of the people. Right, and I'm sure that didn't last very long. So based on another survey by CASEN or CASEN, the percentage of households that are overcrowded in the metropolitan region has reached 8.1%. Oh my goodness. This number, in the context of social distancing requirements as a result of the coronavirus, is, high, is highly concerning to authorities because it puts people at more risk of contracting the virus. Mm-hmm. And again, these at-risk people are kind of overlooked by the government. Sure. I mean, because of where they live or be perhaps right. because of their ethnicity. One of the biggest struggles for the communities is to stop drug trafficking and crime, which grew a lot during the pandemic. So they've been arranging some meetings with Carabineros, PDI, and the municipality, but those organizations are kind of like, not our chair, not our problem. Like, they don't, they're not caring, they're not doing anything. Um, So Techo uh, Parachili, they are presenting the camp with some, what are they called, common pots, right? The, the common pots, so basically like a little food soup kitchen. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, for the communities, and they're giving 50%, but they're also asking other organizations or the people to um, come up with 50%. The idea is to give them a hand up and not necessarily a handout because they really want to restore some of that dignity in the sense that people can, as much as they possibly can at this point, um, you know, provide for their family and restore right. some sense of dignity there. Also, there's a lot of people in need, so this money is stretched thin in these organizations. And urban accommodations for many people in Chile have simply become too expensive. Bethany, you've talked about the housing crisis before and how people charge an abhorrent amount of money for even like the most basic of living conditions in the city. And that's why informal settlements have considerably increased in the last decades, but it's specifically in this last year with the pandemic. Um, however, in these places, people are really, really exposed to elements, whether mm-hmm. um, we're about to, it's about to get real hot out here. If you don't have running water, there's risk of dehydration, mm-hmm. um, sunburn. They're really exposed to crime, killings, and other violent and dangerous circumstances. Mm-hmm. Water is also another factor that limits these families. So according to the statistics from the Ministry of Housing, nearly 22% of illegal settlements do not have drinking water systems. Because water is privatized in Chile. All yeah. of it. There's no public water. So people need to carry water to their homes, which increases the possibilities of coronavirus um, contaminations or like the passing of coronavirus. Right. Um, not to mention that it's just crazy because you'll be up in Las Condes or Lo Barn and they're just spraying water on like these. Oh my palm gosh, they trees. water the freaking grass like three times a day where I live. And it's redonkulous. I'm like, why are we watering the grass again? Like water, first of all, personally, I don't care. It's grass. I would much rather grow a victory garden there. (laughs) That's the kind of person I am. Like, let's grow food in this wasted grass space and help the people out in the community that need it. But I get it. Grass is pretty, I suppose. Um, Dogs need a place to shit, even though it would be good fertilizer. Okay, I digress. But 
I just, it's, but you're right. Like people just spraying water, not even thinking about it and being so detached from the reality of what's going on just a few kilometers down the road. And it's, it's, it, it's very, um, angering to me like that. I feel like the government focuses on the wrong thing. Like they're like drugs and crime. And I'm like, yeah, but drugs and crime, it's like a cyclical thing. It's a product of the situation that these people are living in, you know, because they're desperate and what are you going to do? Like, if you are desperate for money, what are you going to do? Okay, well, it's really easy for me to access drugs and sell drugs. And yet now I can feed my family. Not only that, but if I was living in squalor, I'd probably be high all the time. Dude, I would be too. And especially considering that social mobility in this country is rank, is, is scored exceptionally low. Uh-huh. Um, even though it's pretty high for um, developing nations in Latin America, like, it's still hard for you mm-hmm. to move between classes in Chile. And it was designed like that. It's been designed like that. Like yep. the the communities that the wealthy communities are so incestuous here. Um, and I like you said, <laughs> I think we've talked about that before as well. But now we're seeing how that's severely impacting people. Not to mention that like it's hard for Chileans to move social classes. Yeah. What about immigrants? You know? I mean, imagine like so Chileans are you know, obviously that the ten percent, you know, people are being able to take out. So Chileans can access that ten percent, right? Pay off their bills or whatever. Uh, immigrants, most of them don't have, even if they're here legally and they're working, they don't have anything in their life that pays to take out that's going to help them. And if they do, it's going to be spent, like, putting just a small, like, drop of water in this giant bucket. Mm-hmm. And the, I feel like the government needs to focus on giving people the dignity, like you said, and those other things like crime and like drugs, those will diminish with the ability to provide for your family or the ability to have basic needs. Absolutely. Um, if you want to help this, help anybody in this situation, you can reach out to Techo Para Chile. They'll mm-hmm. have um, ways for you to aid people if you feel called to do so. That is amazing. Yes. We should do something. We should do something. Maybe yeah. we do a fundraiser. Oh my God, I would love that. Stay Let's tuned. Do it. We're going to do, do a fundraiser. We're going to do a raise that's fun. <laughs> a fun a raising fun. We're gonna raise fun. Occam's raise raise hell and raise fun. Yeah, that'll be the name. Yeah. Okay. Raise hell and raise fun. And okay. then we can put a penguin on it for Pinguino because if he doesn't have a penguin on every single thing that we do, he gets mad. So he refuses to edit stuff for us. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll put up some link. We're gonna do something. We'll, yeah. We're gonna, and you can do something. We'll all do something. If together. you are doing something currently and you have like a charity that you're working with, message us. We want to know like what are you doing to help. Um. Do you want to be involved? We can help you out with that. You can help us out. We'll help each other out. Should we give your organization the money? Because we don't have an organization. I, we don't have organs. We'll, we don't have organs. <laughs> ChileTodayPodcast.gmail.com. Let us know what's going on with that. ChileTodayPodcast at gmail.com. I yeah, to at, that. I never know it. At, <laughs> it's so, it's literally the name of our podcast but at gmail.com. It's not the in front of it. It's not the. It's without a the. It, no the. No the. No duh, no duh, no duh. No duh. No duh. Okay, um, so transitioning to something that's also a little less um, fun is there was a police officer killed in an ambush in La Araucanía. Uh, a police officer was killed in southern La Araucanía region on Friday. Eugenio Nain Caimil leaves two children behind. He was killed along Ruta Cinco Sur while helping to remove some barricades. According to the Carabineros, Naim Cayumil and his colleagues were ambushed by a group of 10 people who shot indiscriminately at the officers. 
A bullet hit um, Gaiumil near the neck. Although he was instantly transferred to Temuco City's Regional Hospital, he died minutes after he arrived. So there's been a harsh response to this. Piñera said that the um, the attack was cowardly and brutal. Quote, Ungenio died doing his duty, honoring his police oath and protecting our safety and our lives, he said. And the Carabineros General Director Mario Rosa said, I asked my compatriots to cooperate with us to find these miserable people. La Araucanía has been suffering sustained violence. Arson attacks against trucks are especially common, but violence involving firearms is also frequent as the conflict between the Mapuche indigenous population and the state grows more militarized and tense. Nain was um, also of Mapuche descent, and many Mapuche have claimed that this was the reason he was killed, not for being a police officer. So sad. He was a baby. He was yeah, young. he was a child. Like, there's so many of the... They've been recruiting so many police officers now. Like, they're so young these they're days. They're young. Yeah. If you want to follow what's happening in the Araucanía, um, we've been talking about it on the podcast. Uh, but you can find articles um, on chiletoday.cl for all of the updates on what's happening with the Mapuche community and the police force. So, yeah. I think my dog just farted. Good job, Ellie. <laughs> Ellie! Digest that food! Good girl. All right. I have... Uh, frogs. Frogs. <laughs> wow. You can read mine. My favorite things in life have hops. Beard. Frogs. Aw. Bunnies. Bunnies, too. Aw, yeah. kangaroos. Oh, and Michael Jordan. Yeah! Um, so, in 2019, the last known 14 lower water frogs were evacuated from a swiftly vanishing stream in northern Chile. And they were taken to a zoo in the capital of uh, Chile, Santiago. Here! That's where we yeah. live! Where the frogs live here, with Yay. us. Um, they have access to water. Isn't that nice? So 12 oh, of the original 14 frogs survived and are in good health today. Their team noticed that the reproductive conditions in the frogs, such as changes in the skin of males and the weight of females, were improving. And in late October 2020, the froggies laid eggs, and now they're tadpoles. No, baby! Egg tadpole froggy. Um, so we're, we're, we're halfway there. And where you're from, did you catch tadpoles all the time? Yeah, and watch them grow into frogs in like a little tanky tank. In yeah, yep, yeah, that was a very yep. I fed them fish food. Thing. I don't. I think I just fed them dead bugs. That works too. Okay. Um, but these are absolutely tadpoles, and they're going to grow into frogs. And the researchers they have formulated very specific conditions for the survival for the like the fake habitat of these frogs for their survival. <laughs> And they, uh, they're hoping to breed a ton of little froggies and release them back into the environment. Aww. After the zoo. So some happy news. Happy news. Okay, so folks, we now have a really special um, part of the podcast we're going to share with you. I had the amazing opportunity to interview Fabricio Copano. And a lot of Chileans will know who he is. He is a comedian. He has a special on Netflix in Spanish. He's really, really talented, and recently, not recently, in the past few years, he's moved to New York City to try to, like, do his hand in stand-up in English, and we talked to him. He's amazing, so we really hope you enjoy this interview. Um, make sure to follow him, and we hope you enjoy it. Uh, okay, nice to meet you. I'm Bethany. Hi. Hi. 
I, I also do stand up, so it's really cool to meet another stand up person who's making it in the <laughs> in the world. So you have a Netflix special, right? Yeah, yeah. It's from 2017. Ah, uh, 2017. Yeah. yeah. And what is it like being, you know, a, a Netflix celebrity now? Well, I don't. I'm not sure if I'm a celebrity. <laughs> I have to say that uh, now they're giving away Netflix specials to everyone. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it was a great experience, and and I'm looking forward to do another special pretty soon. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's like um, it's interesting because the day it came out, they they put your face in mostly. I don't know how the algorithm worked, but like in tons of home home uh, home screens, you know. Yeah. Uh, so people get into Netflix and see your face, and I, I think that was kind of shocking. But the um, the overall experience has been great because it actually gave me a lot of like helped me a lot to get more gigs, and uh, that's yeah. I think the most important part of like something like that, like really help you to get booked more. Right. And what's been the reaction to the the special? Has it been mostly positive from people who've seen it, or? Well, it's been mostly, mostly, of course, in Chile. It's, it's, a, it's a special in Spanish, and uh, it's um, it's. I, I mean, I did it in Argentina, but my material talk about like my like my generation and like um, people from Chile mostly. I think I tried to make it like more broad to Latin America, and like I, I have a lot of fans in Mexico. But it's uh, I think the the, the way it works is like uh, it's tried to be for everyone, but it's you're really really gonna like enjoy it if you know like the the chilean culture and the yeah the, people like it people it, it went really well it's hard to know because it's like you get the feedback of course from from people on instagram or twitter but like yeah. the, like netflix doesn't share their numbers so you you don't know if you yeah. if you did well or not the only way to know is like if they give you another one so i mean we're working on, on something with them. So I, I, I think I have the feeling that it went well. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go badly or they probably wouldn't have talked to you again. Yeah, but yeah they would awesome. change the number. Or right. So, so you're living in the U.S. right now? Yeah, I've been here for four years now. Oh, wow. So what made you want to move to the U.S.? Well, I, start, I started working really young. Um, so... I started doing stand-up in Chile when there was almost no stand-up and it was just like me and a bunch of friends. And uh, then we grew to be, to have a TV show and, and doing like all over the country. And that helped us to like get a bigger platform and make it, we made movies. We, so at some point when I was 25, I was like, uh, I want to see what, what it's, what, what's going on outside. And I started traveling to Argentina, to Mexico. And at some point when I was in Mexico, I, well, I made, my wife, I mean, she, was, she wasn't my wife at the time, but we met each other and we were like, you know what? Maybe this is the time to try to go. And to, I mean, she's American. Like, it was like, let's, let's, she, she wanted to go back. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is the right time to try to do it in English and try it in, in, in America because it's like the place for comedy. So I think all those things came together and that's the reason why I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. So you're doing English stand-up now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what is the biggest difference that you've noticed between doing your stand-up in Spanish and doing your stand-up in English? Well, I think with the language, of course, have like different cadence and like the rhythm is different and like, um, yeah, I, well, of course, the, like English is more like straightforward while uh, in, in Spanish you use more words and like you, you know, it's like a more, 
uh, you use more metaphors, like everything have like, I mean, it's like the jokes are longer. And, okay. and also, well, it's the way of setting your brain when you change your language. That's, that's, that's the hardest part. So, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I think the main difference between the, both audiences is that, yeah, Americans take their time with jokes and like they can enjoy, um, they don't have a problem with longer settings um setups and and they, they like in in spanish you have to like kind of like keep the rhythm going more than a thing in english in english you can be like more into storytelling and take your time and like getting there i tried to not do it because I'm, i was raised in, a, in this other way like in spanish to like just go try to go straight to the point but um i'm learning to do it more like you know take my time to like make the joke uh more complex Um, so I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's very interesting. I mean, there's cool stuff here and there and, uh, and I love to do both. Oh, great. So have you found that you typically use the same jokes in both languages? Are there some jokes that you just can't translate? Well, at the beginning, I tried to translate jokes in, in, in Spanish to English and uh, that didn't work. Uh, I, I, I was like, okay, this is, I need to like start from scratch. So then I started writing, started started writing jokes in, in English, and I think it did so much better right away that I was like, okay, this is the way to go. And the cool thing is now sometimes I'm using jokes that I wrote in English and translated them back to Spanish, and those are the ones that are working over there. So that's been interesting. I think it's uh, easier to translate something in English to Spanish to do it like the opposite way mm. for me. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. So what is your goal with your, like, comedy career? Like, what would be, like, top for you? Like, that made it. Like, what would be... No, I mean, right now, it's, like, uh, with the pandemic, it's just, like, be outside without a mask is, like, a goal. <laughs> uh, what else? No, I mean, just, just me being able to do this, uh, and, you know, make enough money to not do anything else, you know? I think that's, like, maybe, like, the goal for most of comics is just, like, being able to, like, perform everywhere and, you know, meet new audiences and, like, travel, like, travel through the country and, like, travel through the world and just grow your material into specials and develop into, like, more um, honest and it's smarter material. I don't know. I, I, I think there's... I don't have, like, a goal that I can say, like, okay... I want a TV show or like one, of course I want all of that, but like it's, 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 I think it's all of that will help me to get more shows, you know, like more stand up shows. Right. So right. I think everything's going in, in always in that direction at the end of the day. Perfect. Yeah. So have you, how has COVID changed your, your comedy career? Well, this year I was uh, I was in a festival and like uh, actually a Netflix festival that it was about to be done in I think April, and of course was canceled. I mean it was now it's like rescheduled for next year, but everything is it's been like that. I had like a couple of projects that it was like coming to me really soon, and then it's like okay they're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like everything, you know. Um, I mean I was I was we we also like we had a schedule a show with uh, Fred Armisen in, in Chile in a, in a, in a club and it was all ready and boom, gone. Mm. So it's been like, uh, it's been bad in that way, but in the other way, it's been really interesting, but it like helped me to also like kind of like stop and think 
how I want to do this when I come back. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd be very lucky because I, here in New York, there's a bunch of shows in parks and like people are doing shows in rooftops. Well, now it's winter, but like before that, there was like a bunch of comedy out there. So I was able to perform a lot during my time here in New York. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm getting, I mean, I, I feel good about my, my, my material and my delivery. But of course, it's changed. Like, yeah, you're, you can't travel. You can do what you regularly do. So it's interesting. Let's see. I mean, we, we, no one knows how it's going to be. So right now, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I could. Right. That's cool, though, that New York is still, you know, trying to be artistic in these moments. Yeah. Um, that's great. I love hearing that. Yeah. I, it's weird because L.A. is, of course, a place that is more outdoorsy and, and it's not happening there. I don't know why. Maybe like this, the rules are being stricter, but I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I definitely don't know from my perspective being in Santiago. So you obviously know maybe that the Chile is changing a lot right now. There's going yeah. to be a new constitution. So what are you, what are your feelings about, about what's going on in Chile? Do you miss being in Chile? Are you glad you're not in Chile? <laughs> no, no, I miss, I miss being there. Actually, like the day of the election, I was really bummed down because it was like such an historical moment and I was far. And I mean, anyway, I, I went to celebrate with a bu- bunch of friends to a park, but it was like freezing ass and it was very different. <laughs> um, yeah. But still, it's, I mean, I'm I'm glad that we're changing that constitution. It's so sad that it took us so long, uh, and it took us like a revolution on the street to do it. Like you know, I I, I mean, I know that the bachelorette she tried to do something uh, on her second run, but still, like it's uh, I'm I'm really happy that it's happening. I'm I'm excited about it. I I am I I try I try to collaborate with like the people of the approved campaign as much as I could from from outside and. Uh, I, I wanted to keep doing it with like people who want to run for the conventional constitution to like have more regular f- folks doing the constitution instead of like people from the elites. So yeah, yeah I'm excited about all that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I understand because <laughs> you're in the U S right now. <laughs> yeah. And so there's also tomorrow an election. So yeah. I, I, I kind of understand this idea of being like, I'm far away. Things are yeah. happening. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Well, election tomorrow is going to be also like such a mess that I don't know. It's like, <sighs> who knows? Yeah. Be safe. Uh, that's all the advice I have to um, give you about that. So what do you miss most about not living in Chile? Well, something that is great about like having a career in a country is that you it's really easy to do shows, <laughs> you know, it's really easy to get yeah. gigs and like get booked and like, you know, do shows and have an audience that is waiting for you. And I miss that a lot. You know, it's it, when I'm, when I perform here, it's a, it's a, it's of course a different way in a different way. I, I always do like sets from, I don't know, seven to 15 minutes. I, I get booked here and there. Uh, there's weeks I have nothing. There's a week I have five shows. So it's like more, um, it's it's harder because I'm I, I mean I'm I'm a, I'm a new comic here, but right. I miss that a lot. I miss like the feeling of like I can I can just do shows everywhere and I'm not they're gonna do they're gonna there's gonna be an audience for that. Yeah. Well, last thing, what advice would you give comics like me and Pinguino, who's also a comic who works for the podcast, <laughs> who are are trying to get more into stand up? What advice would you give us? 
for that? Well, right now it's it's like a learning a, a dying art form. It's like you guys are learning something that is not happening. <laughs> it's like it's just you just like you just bought a, a fax in 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 the middle of this. But like it's it's I think my my, my advice to everyone that is trying to do this, and I'm sure it's gonna be easier when things get back to normal, is that just perform everywhere. Just say yes to every single show. Just say even like you know it's gonna be far or hard or like even if it's a venue that you think like that's not even a venue i don't know everywhere you just, just say yes and do is do, do it like as much as you could the more that you do it the better you're gonna get i mean just when you fail just try again try again try again it's a it's a, it's a career that takes a long time to really get good at it and uh, Enjoy the journey. Make friends. I, I mean, it, that makes everything easier, of course. Like, I think there's something cool about comedy. is like the community around it is really nice. You, you have, like, a group of friends, and you all go together to, like, uh, you know, have this journey to become, uh, you know, find your own voice. So I think it's just, like, yeah, stick to your little community, have fun with it, and uh, just go everywhere. Just say yes to every single opportunity to go on stage. Perfect. Do you have any videos online that our listeners can watch? Do you have a page that they can subscribe to? Well, I, 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 I have um, a couple of videos in the Laugh Factory website. Uh, yeah, th- I think those are like the, the material in English that is more crafted that I have out there. And a, and a bunch of videos in my Instagram, but like mostly those are, I think are, are, are great. And uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point in the future, I'm going to like share something like an hour of material, but like uh, I'm working on that direction. So I hope the next year I, I can, yeah. I, it, we can share something that is more uh, a finished product. Right. When COVID hopefully <laughs> yeah. goes away. Let's see what well, happens. Thank with that. you so much for talking to us on our little podcast. Congrats on all of your new projects coming up in the next year. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Also our first like guest to have, Great. which is on our podcast, which is, which is really exciting for us. So thank you so much for coming. No, to- thank you for, I mean, I, I didn't have to go anywhere. I just <laughs> I just click zoom link so that interview that was awesome it was super fun he was so nice and you know as I mentioned in the interview I'm a comedian I'm if you guys don't know if you haven't listened to our previous episodes before the quarantine I was in this group and still am in this group called the Chistolas and Pinguino's also in it and we do stand-up in English and, and Spanish all over Santiago. And so, like, to meet somebody as professional and cool as him who's, like, really gotten into his career and done his niche was a really exciting thing for me. And he's down to earth, which is – Super. We appreciate that. Totally. We like people who are on the earth. So um, we have some Chileanisms? Chileanisms? Chileanismos. Chileanismos Expressions, different things that um, – We've done something similar before. She's going to read a Chilenismo to me, and I'm going to have to guess what it is, and vice versa. And then we'll tell you what it is. These are going to be really useful for you guys to incorporate into your everyday language. So do you want to start? Do you want to tell me what what your first one is? And then uh, I'll guess what it means. Yeah, but don't peek at my computer. I'm not peeking. I think you're peeking. I don't. Oh, guys, sorry. I feel like you're peeking. Um, 
Okay, the first one. I'm going to say it, and then you guess what it Are means. Are you going to say it in Spanish first? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then you'll say it in English? It depends okay. on the word. Okay. I have phrases and I have words. But okay, okay, okay. this first word is taco. So if you're in Chile, what does taco mean? Oh, I know this one. Okay, so taco can be it's like traffic or it can mean high heels. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. We got, got a winner. Got it, got it, got it. Seven years. <laughs> seven seven years. years. Seven years. Been here seven years. I know that one. So if you're in a real taco, you're in a you're in a traffic jam. You're in a traffic jam. So you have tacos, tacos, and tacos, which are tacos that you eat, tacos that you wear, and tacos that you are in because of traffic. Can you walk in your tacos while eating tacos while being stuck in a taco? I mean, I don't think you can walk while you're stuck in taco. What if you abandon your car because the taco was just so long? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Could be. You really shouldn't drive with, like, really high tackles, though. I don't think it's safe. Probably not. It's not even safe to walk in those. Yeah, okay. totally. So, yeah, thank you. Taco. Taco. Got that one. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so this one, this is a saying. This is, Más prendido que tele de conserje. And that in, <laughs> that in English is more on than the doorman's TV. What do you think that means? Man. Like, you're... Are you turned on? <laughs> Sorry, is that dirty? That might be too dirty. No, like, no, no, no! Oh my god, chili and dichos, chili and expressions are always dirty, so that's fine that you guessed that. No, this one's not dirty. Wanna guess again? This is more on than the doorman's TV. Maybe, like, you're feeling yourself. Like, uh, you're, you know, like, you're I on. Like that. Like, you're I like on. that. Well, that's close. It means someone who has a lot of energy, like, at a party. Like, you're like, let's keep yeah. going. Vamos, vamos. So that would be somebody who's más prendido que el tele del conserje. Um, awesome. I love that one. Yeah. So, want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Danny Carpentier. I hope I did not just murder your last name, but Danny Carpentier. He hooked us up with one of his new Chilean English dictionaries, and this thing's mm -hmm. awesome. So there's 57 pages. It's full of... He um, wrote it himself. He wrote it himself, and he actually wrote it um, partially because he had a because he had a girlfriend, because his girlfriend, or maybe wife now, I'm not sure, but she's from Australia, and so he wanted to create a tool for folks to be able to talk with their pololas um, better, pololos better. Um, it's there's 57 pages in it. You can have them customized, which is really cool. So he actually customizes for his his uh, partner, and <gasps> there's pictures of them inside. No, and so, I love yeah. it. So how can I contact him to buy one? They're working on a website, but for now you can contact Danny on Instagram at Danny Carpentier, and that's at D A N I C A R. P-E-N-T-I-E-R, and the same is for Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Danny Carpentier, or on the WhatsApp at plus 614-732-30491. You can personalize it. I know they can send um, PDF versions. I think that it's 25 mil, but if you mention Chili Today Podcast, they'll sell it to you for 20 mil. Yeah, discount, discount. Discount, discount. Um, we're going to put a link up in this episode of yeah. the episode notes, which I know we yeah. always say that we're like, we're going to give you recipes and, and all your dreams will come true in the comments. And then it's just, I forget. So I'm yeah. sorry. That's why well, I'm I don't know. Like, cause uh, me and, uh, I do a lot of the stuff on the Instagram 
You're welcome. But I don't know how to do much besides sharing pictures of Pinguino when he's playing in the snow. And That's we all those. I really know how to do. Kind of live for those penguin I know, right? memes. And I enjoy you. it. I take lots of pictures of Pinguino. Um, yeah, so, yeah, support this guy. He's like an independent guy. Like I said, if you have a significant other who's a gringo or an immigrant or Chilean, you can customize this with pictures, and it's super a cool gift. I love it. I might get one for me and my boyfriend. I think it would be really fun. Or just commemorate your time in Chile. I was reading through it, and I take Spanish lessons, and I take, like, specifically Chilean Spanish lessons, and there was a lot in the dictionary that I didn't know. Yeah. And we're teaching you some of those here today. We are. So if you find these, this little sample useful, just wait. Yeah. Just you wait. Hamilton. All right. I have another one. Um, okay. Tocar el violín. Or, like, touch the violin. Right? Play the violin, Play the not violin. touch. <laughs> I can't even Caress. get that. Caress, Caress it gently. So touch the violin. Play the violin. I heard this one. Tocar el violín. Is this, like, meaning to, like, to play the violin? To, like, like, I'm not sorry for you or something? No, but you might feel sorry for this person. Okay. What is this? What I don't understand. What is it? Don't it means to be the third wheel. Ah, yes, I've heard this one before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because you're the one playing the violin while everybody's on a romantic date. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 to play the violin. Uh, I have toe card L violin many times. Hey, I don't mind being a third wheel as long as, like, the people aren't, like, like too gushy. And most Ugh. of my friends aren't like that, so. Yeah, my friends aren't like that either. Yeah, I don't. Pinguino's sometimes the third wheel, uh, mostly because he wants to be. He, he enjoys... Our company, because you know, me and Alicia are an item, a, obviously. a couple, and sometimes and we're a throuple. <laughs> but sometimes Diego Tokar's El violin, 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 violin. Who's Diego? Oh, Pinguino's assistant. Oh, yeah. his assistant. He's I the end. fourth wheel, which the, we don't yeah, have. Yeah, we don't invite Diego anywhere. We only he's not. He someday he'll level up to be a full blown penguin. But no, Pinguino's the boss. Anyway, so you ready for your next one? Yeah. This is más seco que escupo de momia. Momia? Did I say that right? Pinguino. Momia. Momia. Ah, okay. Más seco que escupo de momia. This is me. This means drier than mummy spit. I don't want to tell you what just came to mind. <laughs> tell me. No. No. Spit. You have to tell me. Well, tell me what you think it is. <laughs> What do you think? I don't understand, Alicia. What are you? Is it thinking? like when your when your swagra makes food that she's really proud of, and it's like a casserole, but it it's dry. It's drier than mummy spit. Yeah, that's not what it means. Like ah, oh, this goulash is drier than mummy spit. No, is it the never weather? Say that to your no, no. It's being thirsty. But okay, not, but not like what you think thirsty. It's like. Like she thirsty, but like she wants some water. Couldn't you just be like, I am thirsty? Not like... No, because you're Chilean, and so you just have to say, Oyan is a masilgia cubo de momia. Momia, Oyan. Yeah. Oyana, the masilgia cubo de momia. Like that. No? Can we know now? I'm going to use good? it. I'm going to use that one in the metro. Can we know glared at me like that was not a good impression? I thought it was a great impression. I, I think so, too. I was like, words I can't understand? I am in Chile. Like, yeah, there you go. It's so. reminiscent of Spanish. A Spanish I learned long ago. Uh, okay, cool. I have one for you. Okay. El viejo verde. The green, the old, green. old guy? Yeah. What, what's it The mean? old green guy? Is he, like, jealous? 
Or did he eat some pickled herring that did not sit well with his estómago? Well, good guess with a pickled herring, but not quite. Uh, it means an older gentleman, an older man who flirts with a woman significantly Ew. younger. Ay, mi, mina, mina. Una mina? Una mina. But it's an old guy who flirts with a mina. Mina, by the way, is means mine, but they also call like attractive women minas. That was a bonus for you guys. That was a bonus. Bonus. Yeah. Along with your 5,000 pesos off of that cool book. Uh, ew. Yeah, so, gross. That's we learned spark from, joy. <laughs> <laughs> as we learned from the last uh, episode, he's like, joteando, like being a weird, aggressive, icky boy. Icky yeah. boy. Have you been to a bar and had an experience with a viejo verde? We don't want to hear about it, I feel but like, we're sorry. I feel like my boyfriend's abuelo is a viejo verde a little bit. Um, I love you, abuelo, but he's a little bit of a viejo verde. Hot. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Um, next one. Andar de patas de negras. Or andar de patas negras, which means to walk with black feet. Did you <laughs> forget your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! I forgot my shoes! Ahora estoy andando de patas negras! Again, like showing up at the office, like, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Laptop, good charger, perfect. Oh, frick! Oh my, my god, feet, my feet are bare, and I took the metro and everything. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, I can you imagine? I'm just gonna do a lot of Hamilton references. It's just a musical. Welcome to Chili Today podcast, the <laughs> musical. <laughs> I wish. Remember, I was in musical theater growing up. So. We'll do an episode for you guys oh one day. Gosh. We it's promise. It's like the annoying Grey's Anatomy episode that was just singing. There's been a few of those. What are they? Like, I, f- I can think of like a few episodes. I don't of like it. As shows. a musical theater person, I'm like, what are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing right now. This is not a musical. Well, okay, sorry. Okay. Anyway, so uh, no, it means um, being unfaithful to your lover. Oh, very Chilean. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> right out of there. Yeah. So if you're being unfaithful to your lover, you're like, oh my god, she's walking with black feet. It's because of the walk of shame. Because in the morning you wake up, you did something that you you know you had your one night stand, and then you forget your shoes because you're like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Not like I've Ciao. ever had one of these before, but. Um, it, <laughs> Oh, my God. And then you walk without your shoes, and that's how your feet get dirty. When I have done the walk of shame, you know you're always, like, very aware that that's what you're doing. You're like, oh, my God, this is a walk of shame. Dun, dun, dun. Not that you've ever done that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> your turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this with passion because that's how it's written. Yes, girl. Get it. Andate a la chucha! Like, get the fuck out of here? Yeah. Nice! Yeah! Andate a la, a la chucha. But something. this one specifically says when two people are arguing and one of them gets angry, when they're filled with rage, they kindly invite their partner to go to hell. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Andate a la chucha! I've heard this one. I'm pretty sure that my yeah, that's boyfriend why you has said oh. that to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I forgot to give you your award. Oh, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old stars. Andate a la chucha! But it's my new favorite one. I like it. I never feel like I'm cursing So if, if a, a green old guy comes up to you and is like, hey, baby. Hey, Mina. Hola, Mina. Que pasa, Mina? Do you want 
Do you want a walk of Blackfeet shame in the morning, Mina? You want me to make you a Blackfeet walker? Are you sick of being the Tokar El Violin? Ah, I'm gonna... Um, wait, what was this? Uh, and then you respond. I'm Get out of here! Chucha! And the va la chucha, a la chucha, or whatever. Yeah. For la chucha. Okay, this next one, I have no idea what the origins are, but I'm gonna guess. Okay, this one is Estar Yennefer. And I don't know if this is an allusion to the Witcher, which is to be a Yennefer, to be Yennefer. I'm Yennefer Dopes. Is it? I don't know what Yennefer means. All I can think of is Yennefer character from The Witcher, which is, have you ever seen Isn't The Witcher? Isn't that Nick Cage movie? No. Where they stick him in a cage and burn him or something? No. Oh, that's Wicker Man. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Witcher is a, a really awesome series about this, like, uh, monster slayer, and he falls in love with this witch. It's a really good series. Nobody judge me. He falls in love with this witch. It's a video game. Well, it was originally a po okay, Polish novel, and then it was turned into a video. Okay, sorry. I'm lost. Okay, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but what do you think to be Yennefer means? I think it means that you're, um, <laughs> there's not a lot of hints in it, to be fair, and you haven't seen The Witcher. I haven't, yeah, there's not a lot of hints. I think that it means that you are... <laughs> Um, someone whose name is confused <laughs> often with Jennifer. Yeah! It, Pinguino, is Jennifer, like, is to be Jennifer from The Witcher? No, it's not. It's, what is it? Okay, so apparently it's just because it sounds close to Jennifer, so you are right with a certain thing, but that's not what it means. It Can means I get half a ding ding ding? You get, you get half a ding dong, yes. Ding ding ding. Um, you get a ding ding. Ding ding. Not a ding ding ding. You get a ding ding. Um, this means it's like t you're having the illusion that you're satisfied. You will never be satisfied. Third Hamilton reference in one episode. Lucky guy. Lucky listeners. <laughs> Lucky listeners. Um, so it's funny because the reason I thought of the Witcher besides the name Yennefer, which is weird. Oh, because Jota. I get it. Yennefer. Yennefer. Ah, I get it now. Uh, it's because that's kind of the character of Yennefer. She's Who's Jennifer? She's the character in The Witcher that The Witcher it... falls in love with. All right, I got one for you. Okay, it's my last one. I don't know if I said that my last one was the last one because I can't count to five. But um, <laughs> we're both bad at counting. It's fine. Pierna peluda, which means hairy leg. Just one. Just one. Just one hairy leg. Just one. You forgot to. Sh you were in a hurry, so you forgot to shave because you told people that you were going to be there at nine fifteen, but you're chilly, and so it's actually already ten, and you're now leaving the apartment. No, nope. no, nope, but close. <laughs> that was a solid guess. Um, it means it like refers to your pololo, like my hairy leg, because like because you know sometimes Aww. men have hairy legs, so you're like, ah, oh, that's my hairy leg over there. I like it. Mi pierna peluda. But I, I would call my boyfriend that if he actually grew hair. Well, his you body. can call him pierna suave, which is a term for people with smooth legs. There you go. Typically my for females. Suave. No, definitely my boyfriend. Because he's indigenous. Still a little sexist. So yeah. yeah, I know. Like, hey, not all women like to shave their legs, and not all men ha are hairy. Like, Some of us forget, guys. Some of us forget, and then we look down, and there's a lot. Some of us just don't shave. Yeah. You fine. know, it's fine. Everything's We're fine. We're cool with that. Yeah. My boyfriend's real indigenous. He has like seven hairs on his body. It's fine. If you want to shave, if you don't want to shave, it's like, are you a boy or a girl? We don't care. We don't care. We accept you. Are you Come a boy or a girl are. or non-binary? Non non-binary? We love you. We yeah. love you all. 
Okay, so this is one of my favorites. This is más helado que abrazo de tu suegra. Colder than your mother-in-law's hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. looks like one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. We can just dive right into that. Um, so, I... I mean, obviously, we're obviously, not talking about our mother-in-law. No, no, clearly not. No. Oh, nope, Sue, we love you. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it just means like you're you're cold. Like you're you're um, what's that word in English? Jesus, uh, you're you're, you're cold. You're yeah, cold. You're, you're cold just person. cold. You're a cold-hearted, cold hot bitch. Just a kiss on the lips. Nice, Jeff. Okay. No, this is just means when it's really cold outside. You're like por la chucha en mal lado que abrazo de suegra in. Yeah. Like colder than a witch's tit? Yeah, like colder than a witch's tit. Hearing that southern slang, you like yeah. that, right? Oh, fuck, it's colder than a witch's tit out here. It sounds like, yeah. <laughs> so, great. I love that one. That, yeah. It's, you feel that one to the core, because we've all been there. We've and, all had that hug. Yeah. Not necessarily from our current No, but maybe past. not. Past type not Tatiana at all. Our life. Tatiana always gives the warmest hugs. <laughs> Thank you for listening, you guys. What's your favorite dicho expression, garabato, from Chile? Tell us what it is. Maybe we'll uh, read it on the next episode if yeah, you like it. we want to know. We just want to hear from you. We love getting your letters and your suggestions. And if you, if we can help you in some way, we really want to help you. Yeah, um, that's how we met. That. Dang it. Uh, yep. That. Yeah. That's how we met. Danny. That's how we met Danny. That's he how we messaged met Danny. us. And he was like, hey, I got this book. And we were like, show us. And we were like, wow, this is a cool book. So, you know. We got shook over Danny's book. Yeah. Shook book. Oh, my God. We're so cool. Uh, Man. How could we be any cooler One than day our children are going to listen to this and just they're gonna be like, try that. No, my kids are going to be like, man, my mom is rad. Rad. Like, uh, okay. Okay. Like hanging Chad because – elections no 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 okay <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in guys if you have any questions uh follow us uh at chili today podcast instagram we have a facebook email us chili today podcast at gmail.com we think you're cool thanks for listening in if you have any stories of your time in chile we'd love to read them um let us know stay safe and uh adopt a foster dog yeah bye, bye.